At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free stews. The only pet food with Red Barn Bully Sticks. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah.
Way Crazy Radio. It's October 22nd, 2014. How do we get here? I don't know. Let's talk about it. This is insane. My name is Alexi Celine Wasser. And uh, let me quickly explain to you what Boy Crazy Radio is. Well, Boy Crazy Radio should be considered your new home away from home. All right? It's a safe haven for you and all of your bullshit. It is technically an advice hotline. Okay? Like love line, but more street, more raw. We can curse here. We can be free to be us. Anyway, if any of the following descriptions sound familiar to you, then know for sure double time that Boy Crazy Radio should be considered your new home away from home. Are any of you guys out there sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, newly single, a cutter, a shit-talking asshole, a total high school nerd who grips the strap of your dorky Jansport backpack that's covered in whiteout and patches for bad bands that you got at Hot Topics way too tight? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little red <laughs> shitty little bedroom, shitty little bedroom, uh, getting over a breakup, nursing a broken heart, just binge eating and picking at your face? Are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of that stupid, desperate thing you did at that party last weekend? Are all your friends total assholes who talk shit behind your back and then smile to your face? Is the guy or girl you like not responding to all your text all your text messages that you've sent, your really, really chunky text messages that you're sending without getting a response back? Ugh, please don't do that. Are they not responding to all your Facebook pokes? Do people even poke anymore? I would say don't poke, but whatever. Uh, are they not responding to all your retweets, your likes, your Instagram likes? Huh. Is your dad cheating on your mom with you? Holy fucking shit. You probably need to call somebody way more qualified than me to deal with that. But if you're dealing with all these things and you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face, in the form of a podcast masquerading as a legitimate radio show, then Boy Crazy Radio is the place for you. Uh, you guys, the phone lines are open. Here's the number. I want you to call me with any weird thing you're dealing with. Heartbreak, sadness, yakety schmackety. I just listed all the possibilities. I didn't even list all of the countless possibilities you could be bummed out right now that you want to talk about. Questions you might have. You're confused. 646-378-0649 is the number. Once again, telephone number is 646 378 0649. Because all I want to do is be the big sister that you never even knew that you wanted. And maybe I can be the cool big sister that your friends jerk off to before they go to bed. You know, when they can't fall asleep and they're like, oh, oh my friend is such a cool big sister. I walked past her bedroom and her door was slightly open and I saw her changing and I saw her undies and they were black and hip huggers and lacy and it was amazing and I'll never forget that. And I'm going to totally make myself come to that image. I can be that for you too probably best and more healthy if you call in for actual advice about stuff you're going through and not just jerk off to the thought of me. But that's really flattering. And thanks, you guys, a lot. I appreciate that. Anyway, let me get to the goddamn point. Um, if you want to, if you don't want to call in because you're too much of a puss, you're too much of a pussy to call in because you're afraid somebody will recognize your voice, well, that's ridiculous. But if you don't want to do that, that's totally okay. I get it. You can tweet me your question. Uh, at Alexi Wasser. Get that through your six call. Alexi Wasser. And uh, it's spelled A L E X I W A S S E R. Uh, or you can send me an email with all the details of your issue and your problem and whatever your turmoil and dilemma is that you're experiencing right now. And I will read that as best I can on the air. And then I'll give you 
as detailed advice as I can for your uh, for your woes. How does that sound? I feel pretty good about that. Here's what's going on with me. I should call this episode the breakup episode. I didn't want to talk about this, and I, maybe I still don't, but I did watch Howard Stern's Private Parts movie that came out like a long time ago that may have come out in like the 90s or something, and I've heard about it, and I've, I've been meaning to watch it for years and years because I fucking love Howard Stern. And what's so great, and I didn't realize or didn't really remember, was the fact that uh, in the movie Private Parts, he plays himself because it's based on his autobiography, and he, you know, he acts in the movie, he plays himself, and he's got long, dark, curly hair, and he just looks like all my mom's ex-boyfriends from, like, the 80s or whatever, like Hesher, rock and roll dudes, and I grew up having crushes on, like, Howard Stern, and, uh, and, but it was, I was reminded of that this week when I I watched the movie. Anyway, and I also had crushes on the Ramones and just like guys with long hair and like big noses who were kind of freaky looking. I love freaky looking dudes, which is probably why uh, I played that song, Ugly Boys, by, how do you say it? D'Antward? I don't know how to pronounce that, but whatever. Anyway, the point is I watched this movie about Howard Stern and it, 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 uh, it reminded me why he's so great. He's so fucking great because he's such an open book. He's so honest about everything and like that's how he knew he just he gave all of himself away on the radio or whatever, and he just kind of just said everything he was thinking about. So I thought, oh, God, maybe I should be honest, too. I'm not comparing, comparing myself to Howard Stern in any way, but I just think it's more special when people are very vulnerable. And that way, if you're out there and you're listening and you're, you're going through a breakup or going through anything that I've experienced, if I put it out there, then maybe you'll feel less alone. Or you can feel better about yourself because I will have made you laugh with, with my sob story or something like that. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean. Anyway, um, yeah, so the past two weeks, I, I don't even really want to say this. I am going through a breakup. It's kind of like a weird faux breakup. Like I'm in total denial about it. But I was dating a guy for a year and a half. And uh, I dated him when I was a teenager. And it was, it was a long-distance relationship when I was a teenager because he's from Washington. And then it was also a long-distance relationship now that we, re, you know, when we, re, when we rekindled our relationship as adults. But he's always been in a band, and so he'd always be traveling, and he'd always find his way to Los Angeles. And so we met on one of these occasions when he found himself in Los Angeles many, many years ago when I was, like, 16. And we dated from when I was, like, 16 to 18 years old. And we wrote each other letters. Um and it was really romantic, but it just kind of faded away because neither one of us really, like, had full-on personalities. We, we couldn't communicate clearly, and he was very quiet and an introvert. And I I was so nervous around him because he was, like, four years older and a super cool guy to me in a band, and I just wanted him to like me, and I couldn't understand why he wanted to spend time with me. Um, anyway, but that kind of faded away, and then it re- it it, uh, it came back. He came back into my life years later. He Facebooked me. He was going to be in Los Angeles. He was going to play some show. It may or may not have been Coachella. Am I going to say the band name? Probably not. I think I have before. I said it in the past. He's been a guest on my podcast before or radio show or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Anyway, so dating as adults was amazing. It was great because now I have this personality where I can uh, speak my mind and my thoughts. Obviously, I'm a loud mouth. I'm like, I'm like, I'd like to say that I'm half introvert, half extrovert, maybe more so on the extrovert, but I'm way better at communicating now and I know who I am and blah, blah, blah. 
he's still a little bit reserved and introvert, but, you know, he expresses himself better now as well. And I know how to draw people out of themselves. But it's still long distance. So at the beginning of the relationship, there's a lot of fucked up shit at the beginning of the relationship. He is a magical person. He's a wonderful guy, totally thoughtful, kind, wonderful. I love him. We have, we had, we have great sex. It's epic. But he was getting out of a relationship, and that took a lot of patience on my part to kind of wait for him to deal with his relationship ending or tying up the loose strings. They shared animals and all this stuff. And I remember in podcasts prior, I talked about that and having to deal with that and how frustrating it is and you have to kind of deal with with uh, dating someone and then, you know, they're just getting out of a relationship. It's, it's a lot to handle. Um, and his ex was still in his life and because they share these animals, blah, blah, blah. So there's all this kind of like heavy stuff that I had to be patient for at the beginning of our relationship. And then, um, and then the second part of it was I was always clear that I didn't want to be in a long-distance relationship for a really long time because I never, I've never, i never wanted to be in a long-distance relationship. And I would make fun of my girlfriends uh, in a loving way uh, whenever they were in long-distance relationships because I would tell them, like, this is, yes, I believe that it is a relationship and that you talk and you guys get along and it's nice and you're together, but it's not a real relationship because you don't go through, like, daily life together. You know, it's, it's like everything's very heightened and stressful and, and like, you know, it's just they can't help you and pick you up on the side of the road if your car breaks down and you have a flat tire. You know what I mean? It's just like whatever. It's it's a lot of longing and a lot of Skyping and a lot of potential FaceTiming and all this shit. And I would just like give them – I would just be like, oh, I don't know, I'm long distance. And it just seems exhausting and not the kind of relationship you should be in because you seem tired and unhappy and unfulfilled and all this stuff. And I I have even broken up relationships I was in. I, I've even gotten out of relationships before where, you know, I met some guy who lived in New York and he wanted to have a relationship. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do that. I don't want to have a long distance thing. But I think that's because he was like a lot younger than me and I really didn't want to date him anymore. So I think that was just an excuse. So anyway, maybe that's neither here nor there. Uh, I hope you can handle the fact that I'm about to go on on an extreme spiral. Um, But I'm just going to be very honest. And if you guys feel like you want to call in, that's fantastic. I'll take your phone calls and I need a break and need to breathe. Um, and I will get to letters in a moment, but I'm still going to fucking vomit up all this personal shit, and then if I reveal too much, I'm just going to delete the episode, so catch it while you can. If anybody out there even gives a shit, I'm just letting you know that I went through a goddamn breakup, okay? Jesus. Um, Okay, so I'm in this magical relationship now as an adult with the guy that I dated in my my youth, 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 and uh, he's in a cool band, and he's really nice to me, and he sends me flowers, and our sex is epic, and he's awesome, and he goes down on me even if I have my period, which is amazing and cool, even though I don't really want that, but I also want the dude that I'm dating to, to not be grossed out by me, and whatever. I'm a clean person. How dare you? I take baths 10 times a day. Just kidding. We're in a drought. I would never do that, but maybe I used to. Okay, so we're having this great thing, and it's fun, and I'm like, finally, eight months into the relationship, I'm allowed to go visit him at his house in Washington State because his ex-girlfriend finally moved out, but I understand they had. she was taking care of his cats while he's on the road, and one of his cats had, his cats got sick, and it was just very, it was an exhausting experience, more so for him than for me, but I also felt horrible because I felt out of control and jealous and angry and confused and all these feelings I'd never had to deal with, so whatever. That required a lot of patience on my behalf, um, even though I do kind of empathize with him, and maybe even his ex-girlfriend. Fuck her. Anyway, okay. 
So um, we'd meet up, and last Halloween we were together. We went to Portland. We went to a fun party in Portland. We had crazy sex, and we would fight here and there. But it was mainly about me trusting anybody I date. I always, when I'm in love, I test guys, and it's horrible, and it's exhausting for them. But I do this thing where I want to know, how much can they take? How much can they take of me? Are they going to leave me? Do they know that I'm attractive to other men? I'm going to let them know. I'm going to let this dude I'm dating know that I'm attractive to other men. I'm going to, I'm going to try to make him jealous. And then that's totally lame with me and unfair, and, and then they do get jealous. Or they don't, and that's even worse, but whatever. Get cranky and weird about things. And I do this all subconsciously, even though I'm conscious of it, but it's very hard, hard for me to not do these things while I'm in the actual relationship. Um, I know better, but then when I start acting out, You've lost me. I can't. I can't stop. I'm doing it, and it's, it's so ingrained in me and my fucking weird daddy issues that every single girl has. Um, I do all this shit. So whatever. So he would deal with me, and it was lovely. And he's kind of bizarre himself, and it's great. And uh, I, I think I do this thing where I, I always like to get in fights when we get off the phone, and when we say, I don't know, we would fight. But then a new chapter of fighting started, and that new chapter of fighting started where um, we, 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 would date, we were dating longer and longer, and I just, and every time I would bring up the possibility, which he said he would consider, which he said he was considering, of him moving to Los Angeles or talking about that in any real way, he would kind of shut it down or seem really, really stressed out and stuff. And, um, and then as we got to the year and a half mark, which was kind of always in the back of my mind, where I check in with him in a major way about the living situation because I wanted to have a future with this guy and I, whatever that means, I wanted to have a future with this person. But I also didn't want to just be living in this gray area of, you know, ugh, I've talked this to death to every person who knows me, including baristas at Starbucks and the dude I'm talking about too. Um, but whatever, I'm sharing this with you guys. Yeah, so we kept fighting. We fight about weird things. We fight about little things. And I've, I'm a really exhausting person to date. For most everybody who's ever dated me, you can I should call them tonight. I should actually, like, call them. I should prank call them or just call them and then tell them that they're on the air. Men love to be put on the spot. And I should ask them what the most exhausting thing or horrible thing was about dating me, but whatever. So we would fight here and there. And most of the time, though, in the back of my mind, the reason why my now ex-boyfriend, I suppose, why we would fight would be either alcohol-related, my gruff personality, and his not wanting to deal with confrontation, or I'm, I can be harsh. We know this. But lots of times our, our, our fights were, I think, alcohol-related, pretty much, yes, always alcohol-related, and attached to, you're never going to move to L.A., are you? And me just not believing he would ever move here. And then me getting really offended by his reaction and then him not really understanding why I was offended, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, then another weird fight happened where somebody uh, they worked with got, was mean to me, whatever. And he handled that kind of poorly. And I don't even care about the – I'm not even mad at the person who got mad at me. Um, that's all fine and good. It was more how the guy I was dating acted towards me and how we communicate with one another. So we barely got over that hurdle. And then the living situation, I just had to know. I was just, I, I'd been resentful and the resentment had been building up because I, about the living situation. Because for me, if I'm in a relationship with someone 
and I want to be with him, and I wanted to be with this guy that I recently broke up with. The fighting that we have that happens on a day-to-day basis for me, I don't know about you guys, but the fighting, I feel safe to fight because I feel like, in the end, we're still going to have the safety of the relationship. Like we can, we're fighting within the relationship. Do you know what I mean? Um. So we got past, you know, get through all the, the bullshit, moody, longing day-to-day kind of fights over the phone or both in different zones. That's another horrible thing about long-distance relationships. You get, you do get in a lot of fights because you guys are living separate lives and then you're trying to talk on the phone and it's just like, oh, you're over there, I'm over here, we're not really in sync, so yeah, now we're going to fight because, you know, I'm, I don't feel comfortable, I don't feel safe with you, I don't feel understood by you, I don't feel cozy with you, I feel like you're not my ally or, you know, I'm, I feel alone. Anyway, so what I did was I decided to stop asking him, when are you going to move to L.A.? When are you going to move to L.A.? <sighs> Even I'm exhausted by this whole story. I, said, I decided, uh, well, he asked for more time. And then when I, when I was told what I'm not allowed to talk about, I didn't listen. And I kept putting more pressure on him. And I didn't like being told what I'm not allowed to talk about, moving in together, our future, the possibility of him ever moving to L.A. He would always dodge the question. I didn't like that. So then I ended up putting more pressure on him until he exploded. And one day I said, listen, I don't know. I don't want to ask you when you're moving to L.A. Let me open up the question to make it much more wide and comfortable and vague and, and uh, just open. Here's the question. Do you see yourself? Do you think you are capable of ever living in Los Angeles? Do you think that that is something that could ever make you happy? Because if the answer is no, we can't do this anymore because then there is no future. And I had told him the entire time I will never move to where he lived because he's rarely there anyway because he's always on tour for his band and my, my entire career and everything I do, and I love this place, is in Los Angeles. So I've been, I've been honest with him from the get-go, and he's always known that this was a concern of mine. But men don't generally like confrontation or having to answer to the things that make them uncomfortable. Women like to talk about shit. Oh, you guys, men and women, am I right? Anyway, um, so already with all this exhausting pressure and, uh, you know, just barely getting over fights and all this stuff, and not living in the same town, and never having enough time to just look each other in the eye and just spend time together and just have a nice time together. Um, well, we did that for three days or two days in Palm Springs, and yeah, I realized I do love this person. He loves me. Anyway, I opened up the question, and finally he said, well, you really must know I don't see myself living in Los Angeles anytime soon. Okay, that's the answer. I, I just don't. I need to be here. I need to be here in my soul. I need to be where I am. And and I said, okay, well, not in a huff, not in, uh, not having a psycho freak out. I mean, that comes later. We have to break up because there's no future. Because if he says he's not willing to move to L.A., and I want him to move to L.A., and then I have to end it because otherwise I'm in this thing that is never going to make me happy. Anyway, so that's what happened. And uh, after that, I'm going to take a phone call first. So now I'm technically broken up and I'm in complete denial because we've been texting and he came to visit Los Angeles for four days so we could have a uh, face-to-face breakup. And I have to just totally make fun of myself after I get to these next phone calls about uh, the ups and downs and the aftermath of this supposed adult breakup that I, that I had. 
two weeks ago over the phone at 4 p.m. on a Monday when I was like, okay, well, you said you can't. I respect that. If you can't live here, I totally get it. But, you know, we just have to end it. We have to end it. That was all fine and good until, like, two hours later when I'm hysterical. Oh, hysterical. The roller coaster ride that is me and this breakup experience and my feelings and emotions and everything I brought up with him was so fucking insane. This will be the better part of the story when I get back to it after I answer these phone calls because it'll make you feel so proud to be you because, uh, yeah, it was pretty embarrassing for me and intense. Uh, area code 336, thanks for interrupting my rant. I'm going on a downward spiral. How are you doing? No, it's all good. Yeah, it's good. It's Wesley. What, what's your name? That's Wesley. Wesley, how old are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm 26. I'm from uh, North Carolina. What's happening with you? Uh, nothing. I was just l- listening to you for a while. Well, I've broken up. How do you feel about it, Wesley? What, what's the good? Tell, tell me something horrible that's happened to you. Have you ever had a horrible breakup where your heart's been broken? Oh, yeah, a million times. Well, not a million times. I've had two solid ones that are really bad. But I think that uh, it, I think it stems from both of us. Like, I think that... Uh, I think that when uh, the dynamic of it being one-sided is, 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 is I, I think that men sometimes aren't honest with themselves enough to realize that, you know, it's just as deep as how the woman is, you know, at times that, uh, you know, breakups is very hard, you know, and very, and very deep. And, um, but I've been hurt a million times, you know, a million times. Uh, but it just, it, it's, it's all different, you know. Is it gonna get better? How do how does somebody get over a breakup? Like, give me give me your best advice for a breakup. Get over a breakup? Yeah, like give me some advice. And for anybody out there who's going through a breakup right now, how do you make yourself feel better besides just time? Uh, I think the the greatest thing for me that I did was, uh, and, and and this is me. This is a personal thing. So let me throw that out there as well. Um, this is a personal thing, but I moved away. And I just moved on with my life, and I became adventurous and independent. And I think that that's a major thing uh, to get over a relationship was to just kind of move on with yourself and, and believe in yourself, you know, and just kind of and, and, and move cities. And that's what I did. I, I changed clicks. I changed – I got into music that I thought that I never would be into. I opened my, my heart and my mind up into – you know, environments and and adapted to environments that I, I didn't think that I was necessarily prone to when I was younger. And I, I moved out to San Francisco when I was 17. I got my heart broken, and that was when I was young. I was immature, and now I realize now I'm 26, and my heart wasn't broken then. You know, but it was just part of living and understanding what life, being shut down and being. Uh, you know, not being uh, believed in for the first time, you know, and I think that's what a broken heart is, is for, you know, the first time in your entire life for someone to not believe in you, you know, and in and a, and a workforce or in a family dynamic or whatever, for me, like my first, you know, being my heart broken was not, I, I was for the first time, no one believed in me anymore. You know, that was how I dealt with it, you know, and so I moved out to San Francisco when I was 17 and, you know, got a job at Little Star Pizza on the Visadero, and I did my own shit, and I figured it out, you know. And, like, and I think that's the main key is just, like, being independent and just believing yourself, you know, and understand yourself and try to discover yourself in a great and passionate way that 
that it's more important than anyone else who loves you. It's not that, you know, that keen spotlight on you. I think that's what, when people fall in love, it's a, it's a spotlight on you and you feel loved and it's like, that you you know you have this you're basking in this light under someone else you know but I think the real love that you discover that in yourself and that's where you find it elsewhere within someone else is is you just find it within yourself you know oh, and I think God. in order to that's deal amazing. with it is to 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 find it within yourself you know Leslie, and it I'm took gonna, someone gonna... else hurt me you know to to do that you know. That is the most. I'm going to end it on that note because that was the best advice. I can't believe you just said that. I'm, that's going to take me to another thought that I just had. That is so amazing. You're so right. You you you're ba- in the relationship. You get so used to and comfortable basking in the light of someone else loving you, putting their attention on you, and knowing that you have this like safe, cozy zone, you know, in someone else's arms or just their attention or something. And that's that was one of the main things that made me spin out and get so upset about this because even though I was in a long distance relationship and most of the time I'm running my errands, I'm at Target, I'm drinking my Starbucks, I'm I'm at you know, I'm at Whole Foods running my errands on my own. I knew in the back of my mind and because I was constantly texting and constantly hooked into my boyfriend, even though he was in another city, another state, I constantly felt like, you know, hooked into something. I belong to someone, and I like the idea of belonging to someone. It made me feel very like, fuck, I feel cool. Like, I've got this. This is my, I feel very safe in this. And then, just because the title has changed and the idea or the, the, the framing of our relationship is different now, just because of words like, well, we're breaking up. The minute that happened and that idea starts to float around above, above me and above both of us, all of a sudden, I'm I went to, to pieces just because I, you know, I'm still walking around Whole Foods and Target and running my errands alone, technically alone, you know, just as I was a week prior, even though technically a week prior I was, it was in a relationship. But all of a sudden, I felt so different. I felt like so disconnected. I felt like, oh, my God, I, this is insane. I feel different. Nothing has really changed except this concept, this idea. He hasn't even died. I'm not dead. We can still contact each other whenever we want. But the idea and the severing of the of the of the ties, these weird like invisible ties binding us to each other, and the idea that like oh if we're broken up that means like technically he's allowed to date other people and I'm allowed to date other people. The idea of that made me like oh feel like fuck oh god I want to vomit. What's happening? My whole world is turning upside down. This is insane. I thought you loved me. I can't believe it. I thought we're gonna be together forever. What is going on here? If you really love me, if you really love me. Would you move to Los Angeles then? What the fuck? I can't believe this. Is I not good enough? It's because of me. If I really loved me, if I was prettier, if I was cuter, if I was cooler, if you really believe in this, are you just trying to, you know, oh, my God, I'm, like, I'm spinning out. Like, I mean, I'm just trying to take you into the zone that I was feeling. I went down. I went through an emotional roller coaster, and I know you guys out there have, too, that feeling. And I'm glad to have felt this shit because it makes you feel intense feelings. It's, like, kind of cool. But anyway, at least I love someone enough to feel this way because all my prior relationships, all of my prior relationships, the majority, I would, uh, I was done. Emotionally, I was done before I got out of those relationships. I dated a guy for about five months. The entire way through, I knew this is not right. I mean, at moments at the beginning, it was very cozy, but then I started to, like, 
you know, we had, you know, we had great sex and it was cozy and he was nice to me, but he was like kind of a dorky dude. And I knew that we looked wrong together and, uh, and other weird things popped up like his belief system and religion stuff and fucking whatever. Lots of stuff wasn't right. And I just kind of hardened within the relationship. I was just like getting over it while it was still happening. So by the time I said the words like, well, we have to break up now. I felt nothing. And I never did. I never did. After that, never. And that's like, I don't know what that says about me. That sounds like I'm a monster or something. So whatever. But I, I did that a few times. I had a few like very small stints dating people that, you know, were really nice. I always pick good people. They're all lovely. But, you know, I realized the minute I realized it's not right, I get out of there. Just as like, just like I realized in this relationship, well, I'm an adult now and he's 37 years old. And I've always said what my end goal is. And uh, we're fighting a lot now. I'm exhausted. I feel like I can't even remember why, you know, what's fun about us dating because I feel like we're always fighting. And I feel like a big part of that is because I'm resenting, I was resenting this dude because he wouldn't talk to me about something that really mattered to me. He would shut down. And that made me more pissed because when somebody tells you what you can't talk about, you get fucking, you want to talk about it nonstop. (laughs) It's like, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it's, and whatever. And so anyway. So I went through an emotional roller coaster of like, I was like, drinking in the last two weeks. If you listen to my podcast two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago? It may have been just last week or the, or maybe it was two weeks ago. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was two weeks ago. There's a moment where I had to press mute because I burst into tears because I was texting with my boyfriend at the time and he was making plans to come to LA to see me so we could honor our relationship and say goodbye face to face because one of my girlfriends said that that would be a good idea and that's a respectful thing to do. So on the day that my ex-boyfriend and I broke up, I said, well, my girlfriend says that that you should probably come here to to Los Angeles and we should, like, see each other in person and not just break up over the phone. And he said, well, yeah, that makes sense. I think we should do that. And then I got mad at him for not thinking that on his own because I still managed to find a new way to be mad at him. But anyway, whatever. So he came to town. My, two weeks ago on my podcast, you can hear me burst into tears because I was, you know, I was, I was an emotional wreck. We're trying to focus on my, my, you know, Boy Crazy Radio here because it's just like a sanctuary for me as well. And right now it's turning into like a time capsule, like a weird journal a diary entry in time or something ugh, on the internet. But anyway, um, but so I went through my emotional roller coaster, and what was amazing for me. And right now I'm doing a meditation on a breakup right now. That's what tonight is all about. A meditation on breakups. More specifically, my breakup two weeks ago or last week with my boyfriend, who I still love. Uh, Let that be known. Because here's where it all came down to. Well, I hung out with a lot of my friends. And here's an amazing thing. You really see who your friends are when you're in a breakup. My God. I mean, luckily I was in a long distance thing. So I never threw my friends away because that's a, a thing that a lot of people do when you're in a relationship. You, you kind of forget about your friends. You and and I, I get that. I don't get mad at my girlfriends when they fall in love with someone and something's new and exciting to them because they're falling in love. Like, you know, the first few months they're probably just having sex and fucking all the time and gaga gooey eyed over their person. That's great, whatever. Um, but I never. I managed to balance having all my friendships because the boyfriend would come into town. We'd live in a little love bubble holiday situation. And then I'd hang out with my friends, and I, I was able to balance my life. Like, my long distance actually worked for me to an extent. 
And on a side note, I don't even want to move in with anybody at all right now. I just wanted to be able to talk about it, and I wanted to know that there was a future that perhaps in three years from now we could be living together, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, Just follow me. Follow me on this tangent. Follow me on this spiral. Um, So I hung out with tons of my friends. I made sure to stay very busy. I drank a lot. I'm not proud of that. I took a lot of Ubers because I do not drink and drive. Um, I slept in very late. And... I kept all my obligations. I continued to write. I watched a lot of True Blood. I don't know why. I think it's because my ex-boyfriend turned me on to it, and now I watch it, and I'm on, like, season five now. That's how much I'm fucking tearing through it because it reminds me of him because we watched it together. Anyway, and then cut to last Friday. Last motherfucking Friday. Was it last Friday? Could have been the Friday before. It was, like, the the 13th of whatever, of October. Um, my now ex-boyfriend came to Los Angeles. He was terrified because he didn't know what the fuck he was walking into. He was walking into, like, a possibility of me tearing his head off, shooting him, just berating him, belittling him, you know, because I'd been so angry with him. My roller coaster of emotions on text were pretty confusing and horrible for him because um, it was like, you promised me, or were you leading me on this whole time? You, how long did you know you were never going to live in L.A., blah, 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 I love you, just, you know, everything's fine, I, I, I respect what you're doing, I hate you. There's lots of different feelings. So he got to town, and I wasn't mean to him completely. He got to town, he was terrified, walked, walked through the door, and I immediately, like, just hugged him and burst into tears and, like, crawled into the fetal position, like, hugging him and was like, I just love you, this is so sad. And the wonderful thing about the whole thing, situation was we hung out for four days, and it was like it was like before sunset or before sunrise, you know, those Ethan Hawke, Julie Delpy movies, um, where we walked around Los Angeles and we like went out to dinner and we went to the Halloween hayride, and it was like a meditation on our breakup, where we just fucking talked about everything. We both said everything we needed to say. It was suddenly this like I felt actually suddenly not angry at him because. I had talked about the breakup so much and where he was coming from with him and my mom and my girlfriends and my guy friends and everybody that I suddenly wasn't angry at him anymore because, I, one, I had clarity on the situation. I was so happy to not be living in darkness anymore and not knowing and the, un, and the not knowing. You already don't know what's going to happen in life. I didn't need a double whammy of not knowing, you know, of, of possibly somebody lying to me or pulling the rug out from under me. We already know. We already don't know what's going to happen in life. That's the scary thing and the exciting thing about life. So anyway, we hung out. I had empathy and understand why he needs to live where he needs to live. He lives in the woods. He has a hectic lifestyle. He has his animals. He wants to live there. He bought a house before we were dating. You know, it's not to spite me. He just needs to live where he lives. It's fine. I don't want to live there, and I'll take the responsibility too. I'm not running over there. So whatever. So the minute we took, and this is a lesson to everybody, the minute expectation, and it was the expectation of him moving here to Los Angeles to be with me, the minute you took that expectation away, the anger fell away. Because expectation, most people don't live up to it, or he couldn't live up to it in this case. And I had so much anger attached to this expectation that I felt he was letting me down with or lying to me about or not dealing with and blah, blah, blah. The minute we took all that out of the equation and we can just be two human beings together in Los Angeles, holding hands, walking around, 
having a chat, being honest, being really raw, and, like, talking about everything. Oh, my God, we had the best time in the entire world. And I said I didn't want to have sex, but we ended up having sex. The first time I burst into tears. First time I said no. Second day I burst into tears upon penetration. Third day I was like, fuck this, this is amazing. I was like, I don't know when I'm going to be having sex again. Um, I got to do this. And then I realized there's a new way to break up. I mean, I went through all the emotions, but it's, but I actually accepted the fact that I don't want to live there. He doesn't want to live here. That's fine. Whatever his reasons are are as good as my reasons for not wanting to move there. He's a great person. He was a great boyfriend. Uh, of course we fought because all relationships, people fight. That, doesn't, that means you're not passionate if you don't fight. I mean, like, you know, we didn't beat each other up or whatever, but, I mean, like, people argue. That happens. Whatever. But we had an awesome relationship. He sent me flowers and was thoughtful and held the door and uh, was just really respectful of women and considerate of me and did all these little things that added up, like tons of things, always asking me if I want, you know, he made me coffee in the morning. He, well, that's it. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, he would always ask me if I want a drink. He, oh, God, is that a driving away from Boy Crazy Studios. Did you hear that? Somebody on a motor scooter. Anyway, good riddance. Anyway, he was in the stands that I totally love, and I have lots of respect for him, and he's great, and I love all the people he works with uh, pretty much. And I actually do, even people who are weird sometimes. I love all of them, and his whole community of people are wonderful and sweet and considerate, and I got to sit behind him on stage when we play shows, and I get to watch him play drums, and he's a very interesting, amazing person who taught me about stillness, which I am not demonstrating tonight on this show in any way because I am ranting like a lunatic. Um, but I'm just trying to say, in this four-day visit, which my therapist and my girlfriend said, wait a minute, hold up, four days he's visiting Los Angeles to break up? What do you guys have to talk about? My therapist was even like, how about you meet him at the airport, give him a hug, cry, and then he gets back on the plane. And I was like, what? Oh, no. My therapist was also like, I really don't think you should have sex. It's not, in, it's not congruent with what you're going for. You, you've been in this relationship long enough. He should know by now if he wants to move. He's 37. You guys aren't children. He's seen the good and the bad. Uh, don't have sex. It'll only make you feel worse. Um, be thankful you didn't have kids together because he doesn't seem to be able to come to the table, you know, whatever, show up, even though my therapist loves him as well, but he's just protecting me and telling me, giving me advice which I have to listen to, um, or not, but I do, except I did have sex with my ex-boyfriend and whatever. So anyway, we took a bubble bath together, and we walked around the city, and we walked down Sunset. We went to the Viper Room and the Rainbow Bar and Grill and, and uh, did all these weird Los Angeles bizarre things. We went to the Grove, and we had dinner and got drunk every night and all this stuff, and we had a wonderful, tearful goodbye, and it was epic, and it made me remember, fuck, I love this person. He's a treasure and a jewel and a wonderful man, and the timing's not right now. And the thing is, I actually feel like I need a break now, too. I have all this shit I need to do. And being in a long-distance relationship, traveling to see him, and always having my head in, one, in, like, in my phone or wondering when I'm going to see him again, it was so disruptive that I actually feel like now, staying busy with all this shit, I, I'm turning my attention back to myself, which is so important. And that's something that everybody should do when they're having a breakup. As hard as it is, after you cry and you drink and you take your Ubers and you fucking talk your ear, your friend's ears off, uh, you know, and talk about it on your own podcast, then the trick is you have to 
you have to see it as, and I'm not religious, I'm a little bit spiritual, I do like my tarot cards being read, but think of it as, you know, it's not over, first of all. He's not dead, I'm not dead, you know, whatever. Life is still happening. So you have to think, everything is exactly as it needs to be, and you have to turn your attention back on yourself and go, who am I? Look at yourself in the mirror. What do I need? What do I want from life? Maybe this wasn't as perfect as, as I thought it was, or, or you know what I mean? Or maybe there's something better out there for me, or maybe I just need to fucking just, not, I'm not trying to, you know, not try to fuck anybody else or date or worry about relationships at all and just fucking focus on work and be creative and do stuff for me. And that's something when my girlfriend said that I think was a really amazing thing was you're in this relationship with, let's say, uh, well, whatever, this, with this guy. You're, Alexi, you're in this amazing relationship with this guy. Um, he can't do this thing and it has to end. But it made you, it changed you, Alexi. It made you confident. It made you more confident. It made you, it just changed me. Essentially, my friend was saying that it changed me for the better. And I totally agree. And she said, now you have all this confidence and you, you hold yourself a different way. And you, and you hold yourself a different way. And now you don't need the guy you were dating anymore because you can still have that. You can still have that proud, confident feeling of knowing your worth and feeling loved and treasured. You can still hold on to that even if you're not in a relationship anymore. So that's like what Wesley was saying when he said, you know, somebody stopped believing in you and, and, and uh, you're saying how they put a spotlight on you, but then you just have to kind of do that for yourself. And that's why, I, I, you know, it's a long-winded way of saying, I totally agree with that because that's what my girlfriend said to me the other day. You just have to continue living in that spotlight or whatever of somebody else having loved you and feeling confident because of someone else's love. It doesn't matter if that person goes away. You can still hold on to that energy and just make it your own because you should just feel that way anyway. It's hard to say that. Easier said than done, but... If you can do that, that's a great trick. And another thing, and I'm not ready to date in any way, shape, or form because my ex is still texting with me, which my therapist says we should, we should not be doing, um, and also continues to make me feel like I'm living in limbo and gives me false hope that one day he will move here, even though I'm kind of fine if he doesn't. I'm actually kind of, I've accepted, I've accepted the fact that this thing is over, and I feel like I have all this shit to do, and I'm kind of excited about it. But anyway, um, what the hell was my point? My point was, oh, guys, what was my point? Oh, yeah. Whatever. I just have to stop texting with him. That's my therapist. I have to stop doing that because it makes me feel like I'm living in limbo and all this stuff. Anyway, this is neither here nor there. I'm all over the place. I'm going to take another phone call. Something weird happened in the Boy Crazy Radio studio. I can't tell you about it. I'll tell you about it in a moment. The first minute she threw an out, Eric goes phone call. I had a brain lapse because something weird happened in the studio. Eric, go through and out. Who is this? What are you wearing? Hello? It's you. Yeah, it's you. I've been rambling, but now you've been waiting, and now you're actually on the air. What's your name? How old are you calling from? How awesome. I'm calling from, uh, it's in L.A. It's in Downey. Um, wow, I feel so cool that I get to talk to you. Okay, so I need some boy advice. Um, okay, what's your name, by the way? Oh, sorry, Liz. My name's Liz. Okay. And you're 21? Yeah, okay, I'm 21. I just turned 21. 
But, okay, so I just got out of a long-term relationship. He was, I guess you can say, my high school sweetheart. We were together for five years. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. So it, it's weird because I kind of feel like we had just kind of grown accustomed to one another. So I, I feel like I fell out of love with him. Like, the chemistry, I just feel like it wasn't there anymore. You know, I wasn't, like, sexually attracted to him anymore. So it it was weird, and I felt unhappy, and I was so tired of being unhappy, so I needed to get out of it. But I feel so bad because, you know, I see him, and he tries to reach out to me. He, you know, puts forth an effort to try and communicate with me still, but I just don't reciprocate it. You know, I'm just kind of like, oh, whatever. And I feel so bad because it's five years that we gave to each other. You know, we grew up each other. We grew up with one another. You know, we saw each other do things that we hadn't done before. You know, we were like our first love. And then all of a sudden, it's just kind of like, bye. But I don't know that I should feel like, why? I don't know why I'm feeling bad if I'm not in it. Like, does he really want me to be with him if I'm not there 100%? Oh, you know, like, is. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. He's he's. You feel bad because you love him. It's not like you don't love him, and then you feel guilty because you're like, oh, I want to make him happy because I've been with him for so long and I care about him, and, and you know him so well, and you know his family, and you've been through so much. So of course it doesn't feel good to like feel like, oh, I'm not making him happy, and I'm the one who has the power to make him happy, and and so of course you're conflicted, but. But he's just feeling really bad, and part of it is probably his ego, and he probably just wants you back because. He can't fucking accept the fact that it's over. And he's like, what? You're mine. Liz is mine. I can't believe it. We've been together for five years. The idea for fucking another guy or doing anything that probably makes him insane. So just be nice to him. And if you, I mean, I don't know how much you've talked about it with him, but you could always just say, I mean, you could always just sit down with him or call him up on the phone and go, I love you so much. Or we, we dated for five years and it's just over. And he's just, just accepted and like, let me go and, I love you, but we're so young still. We're tw- I'm 21. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. And then, but there's a catch. Okay. So this happened, um, when did this happen? This happened maybe six months, five, three months ago. It happened like in um, May, June. Mm-hmm. And then I recently started talking to another guy. And we actually hooked up. And that means sex? You mean sex? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Everything, and this is the second guy that I've ever been with because uh, you know my boyfriend was the first. And but I'm ha- like I'm having the time of my life with this guy. Like he is so fun. It's nothing serious. We go out. We hang out sometimes. You know he's not like on my ass. Hey, where are you? What are you doing? Nothing like that. But then I feel bad because I feel like I'm moving on, but. You know, my ex is still kind of lingering around. Like, I think he's trying to see what I'm going to do next so that he could follow my lead. Meaning oh if God. I were to call him back to come back to him. Like, if I call him and I'm like, hey, I want you back, I think he'll drop what he's doing to come back to me. But I'm not there anymore. But he doesn't know that I'm talking to this new person. But you don't have so to tell him that you're but wait, how did the breakup go? Because I'm I'm in my own situation where it's like I feel like God, if my ex boyfriend of like a week or not even a week, if he started dating someone, I would fucking kill him. The girl, I would freak out, I would implode, I would explode. I, like 
that's not cool. Uh, but but we're in this weird hazy zone where, where we're both still texting. We both ended a relationship we didn't want to end. It's just because we're living in two separate states. It's not because we don't love each other anymore. You guys broke up because, like, you you broke up with him, right? Did you say, like, I'm just not into this anymore and we got to break up? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty obvious. Um, so he kind of called me out on it. I was I wasn't there, and like I just you know the the text messages stopped, the hanging out stopped. I would stop visiting his house. It just it fizzled out, and then okay, how he do you, reached how out. How do you deal with the break? Um, we we well we like we it was like a weekend of arguing. It was so awkward, so weird. We both just decided that we needed to have a conversation. And when he came over and we were discussing what, you know, what was going on, I just told him, like, you know what, I'm tired of this. Like, this isn't what I want. This isn't what I envisioned, you know, for us, like, you know, this is, this, this I'm not into this anymore. And then he was kind of like, I'm taken aback because this is not what I expected. So he was blindsided. Hmm. But to me, it was like, how could you be blindsided by this? Because it was building up to us not being together anymore. Because, you know, I wasn't like, it was obvious that I wasn't physically attracted to him anymore. You know, like we weren't having sex. You know, we just, you know, he wouldn't hold my hand. We wouldn't kiss each other. So to me, as a girl, I'm like, dude, isn't it so obvious that I don't want to be with you anymore? Or that I'm, you know, fading out? Because this lovey-dovey stuff just wasn't there anymore. Hmm. Okay. I think that there's way less communication going on with you guys uh, than I would like to have if I were in a breakup situation. And I feel like you you check out of the relationship. You know, he, he I'm sure you know he brings his own. He he has something to do with it. Obviously, he's fifty percent of it. But you fell out of love for all your reasons and stuff. But yeah, I don't think he, you're saying a lot of things like. Isn't it obvious? Like we didn't, we weren't, we weren't holding hands, and like the sex wasn't good. We were fighting, but like, yeah, that might be obvious to you or to me because we're girls, and because that's how you're feeling. But but if you don't spell that out for the guy and at least give him the opportunity to like hear the stuff, even though he probably doesn't want to hear it, and men don't usually like to hear that shit. But it sounds like this guy is kind of needing to hear this stuff. Like you need to communicate this stuff to him because I don't think you did that, and I feel like don't worry about giving him the go-ahead to hang out with a girl. That's none of your business. It's none of, that's not his business to, like, wait out. He needs to do whatever he's going to do. And all he already has all the facts. You guys are broken up. He's free to do whatever he wants. He probably already is. If he isn't, who gives a fuck? That's not your concern anymore, just like it isn't his concern if you're dating anyone. But if you feel that there's no clarity on your breakup and you feel like you never actually verbally said these things out loud to him that were so obvious to you, Maybe if he's still texting you, you can just say, hey, can we jump on the phone really quick or can you call me or I'll call you or when can I call you? And just go, I feel like you're not getting over this and I feel kind of guilty because I do care about you, but, like, we are done. Like, we've been broken up for six months and I feel like you don't understand that. And here's here's why I needed to break up and this is why this is what happened. And just go, we're fighting we were together for a long time. I fell out of love. We stopped holding hands. You know, we stopped really having sex. It just like got, it just got weird for me. It just kind of the bubble burst. It, it just kind of ended. It's okay. My heart closed. I fell out of love, but that's how it is for me. And like, I want you to stop thinking that there's a chance we're going to get back together because 
there's no chance we're going to get back together and I just want you to hear me so I know that I'm being fair and honest with you because I do care about you as a person. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's, I feel like that's the least I could give to him because he's such a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. He was such a sweetheart. He was like the nicest guy ever. I got along so well with him, with his family and all that. But, you know, I do feel bad because, you know, I care about him. I don't want to leave him, you know, just alone in the dust. Like I want to, but I, I do, I do get where you're, what you're saying as far as the communicating, because I do feel like throughout the entire relationship, that's the way it was set up. And I think it was because we were so young. Oh, yeah. But you're always going to kind of fall out of love? No, that that the communication wasn't just always there. Oh, you know what? And oftentimes it's not, especially at 21 years old and, like, when people are, like, super young. Like, girls seem to always communicate better. That's just, like, a generalization. But pretty much for the most part, you know, we're better at communicating. And guys kind of shut down and they don't quite understand. It takes them longer to process or they, like, they have, like, a weird wall, and they, they ice shit out. They just don't get it. So, yeah, it's been six months. He's been thinking about it. You know what I mean? Just, like, just call him up. You don't, and you don't – but here's the thing. Don't worry about him like he's out left in the dust because that's the thing. Like, and I'm going through this myself, and I said this to my ex-boyfriend. Like, he's going to be fine, and I'm going to be fine. It's sad when two people break up. It sucks because, like, you're mourning the death of something that, that was great. That you, that you love being in, but like, yeah, there are a lot of people in the world, and you're you're gonna be okay. I'm definitely gonna be okay. Your ex boyfriend's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah. Too, maybe. <laughs> no, but he will be fine because because this is you're both so young, and there's so many people in the world, and like we're all constantly changing, and like you meet people. People always. He's gonna meet somebody, and so are you. And you won't like it when you meet someone either. Like you're all good now because you're dating somebody, but. That'll feel, like, a little bit weird, but that's ego stuff. So just call him up, like, let him know, be clear with him, all this shit that you never said, be nice to him, avoid fighting at all costs because it's not even necessary because he's not even your boyfriend anymore. And just, if he's mad, let him be mad and just stay calm because that's, like, a real adult cool thing to do. And uh, you don't have to match his anger or match his energy in any way. You don't have to feel sad. You don't have to be angry. You can just be kind and just be, you know, quiet and say what you need to say and uh yeah and then let it let it just be and don't feel guilty okay. he'll be fine and you're gonna be fine too oh i hope i pray you will you completely cool. and totally will i promise and call me and let me know what happens with it too um nobody has a follow-up call i mean i really want to follow up call every once in a while please uh, are you good 949 uh yeah how you doing i'm good how are you what's your name how old are you where are you calling from my name is Dane, and I'm uh, calling from Irvine, California, and I am 26. 26, calling from Irvine. Wait, so Damien? Uh, Dane, like Great Dane, D-A-N-E. Oh, like Great Dane. Oh, sexy. Okay, very, very sexy when you put it like that. <laughs> fantastic. Okay, cool. What's going on? You know, but, but you know what? I don't even try to do that, but every time I say my whole name, which is Dane Drian, and then I say Dane, most people go, oh, look, like Great Dane. Wait, I say Great Dane now. So totally. most people just say it like that. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. What's going on? Well, okay, so I, I've been listening, obviously, to your radio, and I'll follow you on Instagram as well. And um, I just, I have this situation. So I've been I've been with this girl of mine for five years. Um, oh, my God. Everybody's been, dating right? somebody, everybody's been dating somebody for five years. It's insane. 
<laughs> right. Um, I was, I've, I've been dating her ever since uh, pretty much I joined the military. I was uh, 20. I was 20 when I joined the military. I was a ranger for six years, got deployed, got four deployments underneath my belt, and she stayed with me the whole time, you know, all throughout my deployments. And I was stationed in Georgia while she stayed in California. I would fly her. I would fly her out to my base every now and then, you know, so we can hang out, obviously, and do grown folks to do. You know, when I come back home after 15 months of not seeing a female, it's like, all right. So, um, yeah. Uh, but so once I did finally get out, and you know, we decided to move in with each other because she was living with her mom at the time, and basically, I was like, well, when I get home, you know, I want us to like try to move in with each other, even though all my friends. Uh, all my friends are female, and it's only just because of the fact that I have five sisters, so I'm just comfortable around girls. And all my female friends, they were like, dang, don't do it. Dang, you can't do that. Like, you know, wait till you guys, like, are, like, married or something like that or engaged. But I always thought it was a good idea to kind of see what what the other person is like, you know, when before you basically make that jump and before you decide to spend the rest of your life with a person under one roof, I figured it's kind of better to live with them first you know, to test it out. So um, I basically we, we moved in with each other. Everything was great. Everything was good. But I think it's just her insecurities over time just started to kind of, like, beat on me. Every day she would just come to me and be like, oh, you don't love me like you used to. And I'm like, girl, I just bought you, like, flowers and roses this morning and cooked you breakfast. Like, I mean, like, legitimately, this is what I do. You know, like, oh honestly. Oh, my God. Like, she I, sounds like me. That's, like, what I do like, my ex-boyfriend. Like, I, I didn't get it. I, I mean, I don't know. So, and I'm like, hopefully you can help me because I was hearing your story. And, I mean, I would, I literally, like I said, and unlike, I mean, I'm not knocking your, your boyfriend, but unlike him, you know, I did have a choice because I lived in Australia for two years during the two years of our relationship as well. And I could have stayed out there where I was making good money working at the embassy, but I was like, you know what? She kept on, we would Skype, and she would say, I feel like I don't have a boyfriend because you're so far away. And I would tell her, like, yeah. hey, look, if I come, you know, and then she, she would tell me that she goes, I feel like I don't have a boyfriend. I go out with all my friends, and then they tell me that, you know, I see them, and it's like I miss that. I miss having somebody also there with me, too, while I'm out with my friends. So yeah. I just sat back and you, <laughs> so I just sat there, and I realized how kind of unfair that is on my part because I've been gone pretty much our whole relationship, rather it be the military or rather, like I said, me moving to Australia for two years, which I, I should have thought of as selfish, but I did it for the fact that I couldn't get hired out here. I was going to the police academy and couldn't get hired at the time. So um, I decided, I said, you know what? I told her, I said, I don't care how much money I don't make, how much money I don't have. I said, I'm just going to move back. You know, I'm going to move back. I moved back, and um, I'm currently going to UCI right now. And throughout the time that I moved back, it just slowly started to, like, she just got really, really negative, and I don't know if it's just because she feels that, like, because I'm not work, like, I'm not being, I'm not a cop like I wanted to be, and I'm going to school, and sometimes I am frustrated, and, you know, school is frustrating, and I'm also working, and it's just, like, tiring. I guess she feels like, she's told me that she feels that she wished that I would have just stayed, I guess, in Australia because she feels that I'm not happy here, and I'm not happy oh. with her because, you know, the life, and I'm like, and I, and you have no idea, like, seriously, though, like, I, I, I would give my left arm to this girl, like, I go out of my way to make sure she feels love, like, anything she wants, I, I'm gonna provide it for her, you know, and I do it, I do it, like, I mean, like, habitually, like, I'm not one of those, like, 
oh, on Monday I might do it, and then the rest of the month I won't do it. It's like I always tell her, like, every day is Valentine's Day when you're around me. And I take from that because when I was deployed, like I said, I lost five of my closest friends. And what I tell her and I tell a lot of my friends when I came back home was I just saw how fragile life is, and I saw how for granted so many people are taking life, and you only got one life to live, and you only got one chance to make it the best life you can. So why not enjoy it? with that person that makes it better for you and give it your all and not half-ass it. And that's what I do with everything I do. I don't half-ass shit anymore like I used to. Like, I used to just half-ass shit. Like, oh, I'm going to be here tomorrow. Oh, I'll be here tomorrow. But I realize that tomorrow is not promised more than ever. And it's like I go out of my way. So, but my, my conflict is this. Uh, that was just the backstory to this whole relationship. So my conflict is this. After, I mean, I've gone to school, and she knows my personality. She really was really against me going back to college, and she was just like, you're going to find some young girl that's hotter than me, and she's going to have the best personality. She's going to have a good personality. She's going to give you everything you want. And I would tell her, no, no, trust me, they don't have what you have. You are the one for me. Relax, relax. Well, I also believe in if you talk something so much, you talk it into existence. Like, I kid you not. Like, I shit you Like, I mean, I shit you not, I was going to school for, I mean, I've been there now for almost two years, and up until now, I I didn't even pay attention to other girls. I would just go to class, go to class, come back home, go to class, come back home. Well, it just so happens, this girl who sat behind me, and I noticed her, but I just, I mean, I've been with my girl for five months, I mean, five years, so I'm like, I'm not worried about it. Well, one day, it, it was, I should have known, I, I guess she was crazy because what she did was we have our names on the seating chart on the back of the class, right? Well, sure enough, I walk out of class, and she goes, hi, Dane, but she says my whole name. And I'm like, oh, how do you know my name? She goes, oh, I saw your name on the seating chart. And she goes, I also Googled you, so I know everything about you. And I was like, I was like, what? You Googled me? I was like, oh, shit. Is that what we're doing now? Because, I mean, I've been gone. I didn't know. I mean, she did a whole background check on me before she even, like, said hello. And I'm like, in class? You Googled me in class. And she did a background check on me. Okay. So she was like, yeah, she was like, she goes, well, I know it sounds crazy right now, but I guess I just figured, I mean, I wanted to know who I was going to say hi to. It's a lot of crazy people out there. She goes, but I realized that made me sound crazy. And I was like, yeah, don't you think, like, you just Googled me, like, that's kind of crazy. But so she Googled me, and honestly, but it didn't turn me off. It kind of intrigued me. I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, it was like she was a really, really gorgeous girl, and then. And in California, especially, like, I guess for me being deployed and living in other countries, like, and it's nothing, like, I'm not knocking all California girls, but, I mean, for the most part, it, it's very rare that you find a really beautiful girl with a personality that's going to approach a guy and just say, hey, you know, I want to strike a conversation. You know, it's so Except many, for me. I guess except for me, though, Except right? for you. Exactly. That's what I said. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I don't want to speak for every girl out there, but. I just noticed that coming back home, I was just like, oh, shit, it's not that easy because in Australia, all the girls talk to you. It's like, oh, hey, you know, and I come back home, and I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then the girl automatically thinks I want her number, and I'm like, no, nah, I just wanted to say, hey, I'm just being like a human being and striking a conversation. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is all. Just being a human being on planet Earth, what we're supposed to do is communicate with each other, and that's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. That is it. That is it. <laughs> So so after a while, I started hanging out with this girl a lot, like every single day, like after class, we would go grab like Starbucks or whatever, or we would study together because we had the same class. And 
we really, really got close. So she never asked me if I had a girlfriend. So even though she researched me and did my whole background, that didn't show up on my Instagram apparently. I don't know. So one day I noticed that. I noticed that she was getting really, really close. So I like kind of like I was like, hey, I was like, you know, I think we need to talk about something. And she goes, oh, what is it? And I tell her, I said, well, I have a girlfriend. And she was just like, no, you don't. And I'm like, yeah, I have a girlfriend. I said, I've been having a girlfriend for like five years. And she's like, well, how can you hang out with me so much if you have a girlfriend? And I go, well, we hang out at school. It's not like, you know, we hang out on the weekends and stuff like that. I mean, I I have no other choice but to see you, so I might as well hang out with you, you know, so we hang out. And so eventually we we talked about it. She understood it. But then, like I said, I did start to kind of fall out of love as well with my girlfriend of five years because, like I said, every day it was nothing but negative, negative, negative things. I mean, I would literally wake up in the morning, cook her breakfast, and she would just be so negative about everything. She would just be like, oh, my God, I I'm so tired. I don't feel like facing the day. I don't feel like doing this. And I'm just like, you should, like – you shouldn't wake up and feel that way. Like, you know, it's like you don't want to start your day off talking negative to yourself because I always tell her this. I say, don't say anything negative to yourself because there's enough people out there that are going to say negative things to you already. So why are you going to basically do other people's jobs that you're probably going to hear anyway? So don't be negative Oh, that's a good yourself. point. So, so, so what happened? So basically this is what recently happened. Um, two months ago – she calls me, the girl in my class, she calls me to her house. She goes, Dane, I just want to hang out because I had actually cut off all ties with her because I knew she was getting too close. She flipped out. She actually came to my house, cursed me out, and just, like, went off. Finally, she calls me two about two weeks ago, and she goes, I want you to come to my house. Uh, and I go to her house. I should have known it was kind of going to be like, oh, it was going to be over. I knew it was going to be over when I went to her house. I go to her house, she makes dinner, and we're having a dinner, and we hook up, you know, and we hook up, but I'm like, and she goes, well, you still have a girlfriend, and I'm like, yeah, I was like, well, you know what, I can't continue to lie to myself anymore, like, I'm not happy with her, and I'm pretty sure she's not happy with me, so I guess I'll just end things, so the next day, I get my girlfriend, and we talk or whatever, and honestly, like, I think she knew it was coming anyway, like, way before I did because the girl had broken up with me actually eight times, and I took her back every single time she broke up with me. Sounds like me. (laughs) I'm dating you. I'm dating you. (laughs) So so we we break up, and then the girl, like, this is what I wanted to know. Like, what is this girl thinking? So we break up. And I honestly, I don't say anything to the girl that, like, obviously, like, um, with, like, I, I, I guess cheated on my girlfriend of five years with. I don't say anything to her about it. We hang out the next day, and she finally thought she was like, oh, she makes some comment like, oh, you're still in love with your girl. And I go, actually, you know, we broke, we broke up. She completely, like, flips. She does a 360 and goes, well, I don't know if I'm ready to be in a relationship right now, like, I'm just trying to really focus on doing me. Like, she literally pulled this shit on me, like, right there. And I was just like, wait a minute, you chased me for, like, eight months. You called me over your house. You cooked some dinner. You seduced me. You get me to basically, like, commit to you. Tell me that, oh, you don't want to be in a relationship right now. That's not what you're really looking for. So the mature me, the mature person that I am, I actually remain calm. I'm like, I'm a soldier, remain calm under pressure. You got this thing, you got this. 
So what do I do? I go, oh, okay, cool. I said, well, you know what? I said, maybe, you know, it was just a spur of the moment thing. We hooked up. I said, I don't want to take it for what it's worth. So I don't call her for three days. She leaves a voicemail on my phone like, oh, so you're just going to hit it and quit it? That's what you are? She goes, I always knew you were like that. I always knew you were like that. You're just going to hit it and quit it. You're just going to use me and never even call me. You bet, I bet you don't even miss me, do you? And I send her a text message like, you told me to my face the next day that you didn't want anything special, you didn't want a relationship, and you didn't want to be with me. So I guess I'm asking, like, where is this girl? Like, is she trying to play games or head games? Because she even just texted me as I'm calling you right now talking about, I miss you. Are you going to come over? And I'm like, oh, my, you, like, oh my God. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. I think that you got to be rid of both of these crazy whack jobs. And here's what you should do: go get your job back. Go back to go back to Australia. Work at the embassy. Here's the thing. Okay, first of all, let's go back to all your girlfriends being like, uh, you, you know, you shouldn't move in with with the girl that you've been dating for five years. Now, here's the thing about that. I'm just jumping all the way back, and then I'm going to take it to where we are right now. Like, okay. That's the that's the pressure of a long distance relationship that I can actually relate to as well, uh, because it's a lot of pressure for somebody to move somewhere. Even for the person, let's say my ex-boyfriend moved to L.A. for me. That's a lot of pressure because then if he's not happy and he feels like he's, he might resent me and then I feel like I've got to entertain him and make sure he's happy at all times, moving somewhere for someone, is there's a lot of pressure for both people in the relationship. Okay, so anyway, aside from that, your girlfriend sounds like she has daddy issues. And Wait, are you still there? Are you there? Are you fucking kidding me? No way is this happening right now. You call back right now. Dane, you call back right now. The phone says it's been dropped. Phone call's been dropped. I'll pick up. In a, okay, when you call back in, and uh, and I'll pick up the phone call. Oh, wait. Is this you? Mm, yeah, there you are. All right. Are you there, Dane? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Okay, here's so, what, what did you hear so far? Did you hear about, just about the, there's a lot of responsibility yeah, exactly. that comes. It's okay. So, so that all happened. You made the move, and you knew what you're, you're, you're getting into. But she felt a lot of guilt for this, and also she sounds like a crazy girl with daddy issues who doesn't believe that mm-hmm. a guy loves her and she has to test you. And I can totally relate to that. Where that's the thing a lot of girls do because most every girl has daddy issues. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And so when you get mm-hmm. a situation where, when you when you're a real, really nice guy, let's say her dad wasn't so nice. I'm just guessing about all of this, but pretty much yeah, I'm right. Yeah, um, you're pretty much on point. You're pretty much on point. Yeah, so she, she's got a lot of daddy issues, so not only did you move there for her and you treat her like a goddess and, you do, and you're a really great, great communicator, which is fucking awesome and amazing, and I wish all guys could be this wonderful at communicating. Uh, it's almost like you're a girl. It's like you're so you're such a good communicator. You're like, if you're like feminine, but whatever. So, so you're being really nice to her, and you made this grand gesture. So, of course, she goes, oh, my God, this has to be a trick. No man, including my father, has ever loved me like this before. And, and if my right. if a woman's main father figure, male figure in her life was an asshole to her, how, how, honest to God, how can she be expected to trust that any other man who isn't even her father, who isn't her dad, who isn't family, who isn't like whatever, how could she believe that they could love her in a real way? It's a, it's a hard thing to fathom. Right. So, so, right. so like, you know, and now all of a sudden cut to you move to the same town she's in. You guys are living together. There's no room to breathe. And she is, needs to just test the waters and go, I'm going to do this and see if he stays. I'm going to do this and see if he stays. Oh, he's still staying? Uh, I bet he won't stay if, if I say this. And then she pushed right. you away. That's her, 
that's her problem. You shouldn't have to deal with that. Like, you can have empathy for it. You can understand it. But if it keeps going on for too long and five years later it's still fucking happening, you got to save right. yourself. So fucking right. dead weight, get rid of her, done. New girl, right. here's the deal with a new girl. Okay. The minute, <laughs> the, the minute, I mean, it was a bummer that you told her so late in the game that you had a girlfriend, but I get you. I totally get it. Like, you're allowed to have some dates with friends, and you didn't, it's not like you were hooking up with her or meeting her out on the weekend. Right, so, yeah, exactly, you know, exactly, exactly. I get I get what you did. I get, and so, like, you know, it's tough, men and women being friends, and there was an attraction, and it's awkward, and but you didn't act on it. So when you told her, and she came over to your house, and she cursed you out, that would be red flag number 10. Like, that would be red flag number, like, uh, <laughs> a thousand, where you're like, oh, fuck, this is crazy. This is insane. Exactly. So, so, like, the minute the minute she did that, if I were you or if I were a guy or if I had a dick or whatever, I would have been like, no way am I going to ever stick my dick inside this crazy bitch because she's going to fucking I cut know, it off. I know, I know, I know, I know. But, like, but like you're thinking uh, with your dick, she's hot, you're attracted to her, you've been longing for her, you've been waiting for her, and then she makes you dinner at her house and you fuck her. I can't believe it. But the good thing is, <laughs> that's fine, I get it. That's fine. But then you break – no, the fact that you broke up with your girlfriend the day after that, I mean, if you're going to cheat, that's the best way to cheat because at least right. you cheated knowing that you're going to get out of your relationship because it was – it was. I mean, you, you cheated because you were already unhappy in your own relationship. Exactly, Nobody, exactly, you know. exactly. So – and it's not like – I hope it's not like you had sex with your ex-girlfriend. It's not like you had sex with your ex-girlfriend after you cheated on her, did you? Right. No, 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 definitely not, definitely not. No. Okay, because you don't want to, you don't want to like, you know, spread something no, to somebody no, else. Or yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> that. That's just like that's like that's like a logical thing about cheating, when, where it's like sometimes, you know, that's just the scariest bit is you don't want to accidentally like get a sexually transmitted disease. Okay, whatever. So right. then you do the right thing. You talk to the girl who already doesn't deserve you because she's crazy and cursed you out at your house, and uh, your ex your ex girlfriend could have heard that or seen that yeah that's whatever. what I was where I was just like uh I hope she doesn't pull up at this moment uh it, yeah so that so that all happened and then the next day you tell her you did the right thing I'm not you didn't even say you're my girlfriend now if I, I really don't hear that in your story like I didn't hear you say like no, no now you're my girlfriend yeah no, and then she fucking pulls a, then she fucking pulls like a mind bender and she's like oh well I just have to do me right now yeah I, well that she's a fucking nut. She should have been like, oh, well, now I don't feel guilty about this. And uh, maybe she felt pressured to be her girlfriend because and mm. thought that that's where it was going, but, but she kind of handled it wrong. But she was already a nut job to begin with. So here's right. what you do. Just okay. ignore her. Please ignore her. Please ignore her. No more with her. I know you okay. want to have sex with her and you, you, you could probably do some crazy things with her, but don't do it. Because <laughs> like, she'll probably, right. she'll probably, she'll probably, here's, listen to me when I say this. Like, this girl we'll probably get secretly pregnant or something weird. Yeah. And then you'll be bound. You'll be bound to this city. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, you should free yourself. Yeah. What did you say? No, no, I was going to say you're exactly. That's honestly what I was thinking in my head. I was like, she's the kind of girl, like you said, that will try to like get pregnant somehow, some way. And she will make my life like literally hell. Like, it, yeah. So you're right. You're right. And so, and here's the thing. So here's like, don't respond to her text. Don't sit next to her in class. Don't make out or have sex with her or hang out with her again, okay? And finish your school. But now focus on, like, what do you want to do? If you want to go back to Australia and you have an opportunity to work at the embassy yeah. or do something, go do that. Like, go back to that. Yeah. Because it sounds like that could be awesome. You know, can, can Honestly, you do that? 
Yeah, and, yeah, and honestly, that's what, like, I mean, I, I even told a couple of my friends, that's where I was honestly the happiest in my life because, like I said, I got out of the service. I had seen, like, like I said, my friends die in front of me, and I was just, like, wanted to just, like, release. And that's why as soon as I got out of the military, I did. I moved to Australia, and that's what I tried to explain to her. Like, I just had to get away. But when I was in Australia, it's such a beautiful place. I lived in Queensland, and then I lived down, down the coast in a place called Cronulla, just south of Sydney. And, I mean, it was just so, like, the people there were nice, and everybody came in. And even one of my buddies, um, his, his dad actually, we actually, he let us invest in a home there where his son just finished building a house for us that basically I put basically 30000 in, his son put 30000 in, and we basically put together this house that we can have for, like, you know, like if we go on, like, vacation, and he's coming to visit me for Christmas, and then okay. I might fly back on the 3rd for January, and I might just stay. I might just stay, <laughs> to you, be honest. You do that. That sounds like a dream. You go do that and follow whatever your happiness is, whatever that means to you. Go follow that, and you right. you're totally not tethered. you're not tethered to anybody now, and you're you're free, and you haven't gotten anybody pregnant, and you're rid of all these no. energy sucking <laughs> drainers and stuff like that who have their own issues to deal with. So go do your thing, and thank you for calling and being such a great communicator. And tell me how how tall are you? How tall are you? I am five eight. You're five eight. He's five eight. He's twenty six. His name is Dane, like a dog, like a great Dane. He's a wonderful man. He communicates effortlessly and beautiful. Uh, if you're in Australia, he'll be there shortly. Anyway, Dane, call back anytime. Call back anytime. Um, am I hanging up on Dane? I just might be hanging up on Dane because he's got a life to live. Hanging up on Dane. He's got a life to live. Oh, that area code. Hello. Oh, turn down your Hello. Yeah, turn down your computer. Hello? Yeah, that's you. Oh. Yeah, that's you. You hear me? Yeah. Hello. Hello, yeah. I'm seven three. Oh, I just want to tell you. I just want to say, do you like sucking no, dick? No, no. Tr- you, Dude, I you're do a stupid actually. bitch. I do. I Is that the prank call of the century? Is that how I should know that people are going to prank call because they're so lame and bogus that they can't even turn down their computer? Um, yes, I do. And my ex-boyfriend is a big fan of my blowjobs. And uh, they're fantastic. But I'm not giving those out to anyone who doesn't deserve them anytime soon. Okay? I'm still in love with my ex-boyfriend. We had a, a lovely breakup, kind of. We're in a good place. We're both in denial about our breakup. And then we'll see what happens. Oh, here's what I was going to say about breaking up. But I'll get to that in a moment. Area code 214. Hello. Uh-oh, is this another prank call because there's echoey stuff happening? No. Oh, what's your name? How old are you and where are you calling from? Well, my name is Toby. I'm calling from Los Angeles. Wait a minute. Do I know you? Yes, you do. I'm about to get on a plane, and this is the only way I can talk to you. <laughs> I love you, Toby. This is my friend Toby. We were supposed to go to a pumpkin patch the other day, and we didn't make it. Uh, Toby, what's happening? Where are you going? Back to Texas. Back to Texas? And this is um, it. And I never got this to tell you about my breakup and all my feelings and my thoughts. I, I got a lot of it just now for the last 30 minutes. Oh. And I, was, uh, I, I would have liked to have had it... Uh, Person to person, but uh, you know we will catch up soon. This is the formal invitation for you to join us, though. You should definitely come. Wait, where to New Zealand? Yeah. Okay, let me explain. By the way, this is an actual radio show that people listen to on the internet. Let me just explain. <laughs> Everybody. 
Sorry, this is my friend Toby. He's an amazing guy. He's a producer. He's a filmmaker. He's a director. He's a writer. Uh, him and his friend David are like two, like, like my brothers from another mother, and they're really great. And they they totally without them I couldn't have made these awesome five short films that uh, that I made. They're on my website. Anyway, the point is they're going to make this really cool movie. It's happening in New Zealand. And then Toby just said right now he offered me. Uh, he said I could come out there if I wanted to. But here's the thing. I have to do something if I go out. If I go to New if I go to New Zealand, I either have to be doing craft services or you guys have to find some kind of part in the movie for me that makes sense for me to go. like New Zealand's far away. I know it's such. That's why you stay for a week. And and would you and, say? Uh, that's why you have to stay for a week. Okay, <laughs> we'll, but you we'll have to like find. You have to find a reason for me to be there and find, or like write in some kind of weird Gelfling character that like it's like a, a something. You you guys have to figure out a part that I can play and then I have enough miles and I could fly myself out there. Even though even though your company making the movie could surely afford it. <laughs> what, what, uh, it's just a tiny indie movie. I don't know how we'll ever pull it off. But you can rest a assured tiny that I will. Indie if there's movie? A- <laughs> You can rest assured that if there's a uh, there's a way, I will figure it out. Wait, are we talking about the same movie that starts with a P and ends with a D? Well, um, it ends with an N, but yes. Well, you know what I mean. Like, the, but two words. The first one starts with a P, and the second word starts with a D. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, I, I, I'm literally getting on a plane. I just wanted to call and tell you that I love you. And I uh, was sorry that I missed you. And now everybody on the internet knows it too. It's me, Toby. Toby loves me, everybody. Toby, have a safe, safe, safe flight, and I'll tell you all the details of my life. But really, yeah, you and David find a reason for me to come to New Zealand so I can be single in New Zealand and in a movie. I think uh, it sounds like a great plan. Okay, I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. That's my friend Toby, ladies and gentlemen. He loves me. He's a filmmaker, and I might just be going to New Zealand. To do craft service on a movie. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, anyway. Actually, I don't see why I would not do that. I really think we should uh, put me in that weird movie. It's not weird at all. It's very cool. Area code 505. Oh, yeah, and then oh, 505. 505, it's just you and me on the air. Living our dream. 505? Man, why don't you want to talk to me? Put you on hold. Phone lines are open. Area code 646-378-0649. We're talking about breakups. We're just talking, living our lives, feeling our feelings. What was the other shit I was going to ramble and vomit up about breakups? Oh, there's some funny stories about, like, weird breakups and, like, and uh, things that women are doing in the name of love lately. Oh, so this lady went on a date with a guy uh, that she met on, like, the Internet or Tinder or some kind of, like, matchmaking site. And then she, it, like, didn't really go anywhere, but she really liked him. So then she, she like, stalked him, and he caught her, like, roaming around on his rooftop. And then, and then she did it again, and then she got stuck in his chimney, and neighbors heard a lady being like, help, help. And it turned out the lady that the dude went on a date with, like, tried to break into his house and, like, tried to scooch down his chimney. And then she got busted, and they, and they had to fucking, like, that fire trucks needed to get her out of the chimney. Maybe I should date a fireman. Now there's all this opportunity. I can date a fireman. I can date some topless guy from True Blood. I can finally date 50 Cent. Um, you know, Robert Pattinson has a girlfriend. 
for who have for however long that's going to lie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm still in love with my ex-boyfriend. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just trying to say that you can be excited about being single if the guy you dated doesn't want to be with you anymore. Just kidding. Anyway, all right. Oh, yeah, and then another thing that I just read online, I mean, I don't know if it's a really uh, reliable source, but I saw a meme or I saw some kind of thing on Instagram where a girl got broken up with at KFC and she fucking stayed there for a week. They found her there. She stayed there a week after she got broken up with, and there's a photo of it. That's so good. I should post it. Um, Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Actually, it is. It's there. We're talking about breakups and sadness. And one more thing about hot topics in the, in the cultural pop culture media or what have you. Um, this whole thing with, with Renee Zellweger's face, like, fuck everybody. Shut the fuck up. It's so annoying. Yeah, I saw the photo of her face. I don't know if I like what her face looks like or if I like what it used to look like or what it looked like in between all that. It looked different in various stages. Here's the bottom line. You guys, people, not you guys, but, like, people on the Internet are, like, being so mean to her. This is, like, a real person and her real face or a fake face. But whatever it is, it's her face now. Like, in case nobody, in case you guys have been living under a rock or something, you don't don't know what I'm talking about. Renee, Renee Zellweger has been out of the spotlight for a moment, and I guess she resurfaced recently at some, uh, event, some fashion event for like Elle magazine or something, I think. Um, and everybody freaked out because her face looks so different from it did like the last time she went to some kind of event or whatever. And so everybody's comparing her old face to her new face and speculating on what kind of work she's gotten done. Oh, man. And it's brutal. People are like making brutal jokes about her face and like laughing and just saying nasty fucking shit about her face when the root of it all comes down to, okay, so like you're a bunch of different things. You're like damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. She's like 45 years old or whatever, and she's in Hollywood. In Hollywood, you're not allowed to age. It's a perpetually youthful place here and like men can get old and fat and disgusting but as long as they're rich and powerful and famous or whatever and they they are allowed to exist but if a woman starts to age it's like she's oh she's disgusting so then but then you're not allowed to get work done because if you do we're going to be ridiculed for being like insecure and having a fake face and having gotten botox and a filler and uh, whatever you can't win it's horrible and at the root of it all if Renee Zellweger, whatever she did, whatever she didn't do, if she got a facelift or if she got shit done to her face, well, maybe maybe it's because she wasn't happy with herself and she felt pressure to do this and she felt stressed out and pressured to do this and didn't like her face. And, and so it's coming kind of from an insecure place or whatever. It's her fucking face. Let her do whatever the fuck she wants with it. But this... But then it could be to attack her, for, to attack her for aging and then attack her for for having maybe done something to her face to combat that, like, just leave her alone, you know? People are insecure and, and, like, do things because of that, and this doesn't help. So people are making fun of her face because she got shit done to her face and it doesn't look the same. Do you really think that's going to help? Because, like, make a person want to kill themselves. That's horrible. Leave her the fuck alone. How would you like somebody if they did that to you? Anyway, this just, like, made me feel horrible. And I couldn't believe it because people I respect and think are funny and like were saying really fucked up shit. 
And it's like, mind your own fucking business. She still looks nice. Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Area code 505? Really? Are you just listening? All right. Well, you're there. You're listening. You're doing whatever you need to be doing. Um, phone lines are open, 646-378-0649. And now I'm going to read... Now I'm going to read some big sister letters that I've gotten. Uh, if you want to email me your question with all the details, you can email me at uh, like I know, yeah, at boycrazyalexi at gmail dot com. B o y c r a z y at gmail. No, sorry. B o y c r a z y a l e x i at gmail dot com. Oh man! And feel free to tweet me your questions as well. Oh, somebody says, huh? Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. Somebody just tweeted me, at Alexi Wasser, Mr. Big did eventually, Alexi. It just took him some time. Check out his new book and backstory at bigtimethebook.com. This is amazing. Unbelievable. Who is this person? Wait, what? Somebody has an account called at John Mr. Big Presto on Twitter where he's pretending to be Mr. Big from Sex and the City and he just gave me advice. He was listening to the show and gave me advice saying that Mr. Big on Sex and the City eventually did move to uh to wherever Carrie was. He moved back from Napa Valley. I mean I know the, all the details of Sex and the City. But you know what? Thank you very much, uh imposter Mr. Big. I appreciate that. At John Big Presto on Twitter. Um, and I will check out at bigtimethebook.com. Why not? Um, or bigtimethebook.com. I will check that out. Ah! Anyway, because I've been watching fucking True Blood, which is so ridiculous because I used to have no desire to watch this show at all, because I, I've been watching it, and the only reason I'm watching it is because my now ex-boyfriend, even though he still feels like my boyfriend, um, because I'm so used to him being in another city. Anyway, um, and we continually text, and I know he loves me, and I love him, but whatever. And I have no desire to sex with anyone else anytime soon at all. But, oh, yeah, so I've been watching True Blood, and now I know that I'm totally going through a breakup because I'm like, or I'm just like feeling a lot of feelings because suddenly I'm like, oh, my God, it's like me. I'm Sookie, and and my ex-boyfriend's like, He's like he's like Bill and Bill's a vampire and Sookie lives during the day and the vampire lives at night and for whatever reasons and there are many they just can't be together and I just have to accept that but it doesn't mean that our love is not eternal this is insane anyway so yeah I know that I'm feeling a lot of feelings because uh, I'm thinking things like that um but I'm on a billboard this week so that made me feel better isn't that odd how that happened the best month of the year October filled with Halloween shenanigans and pumpkin patches and cozy fun stuff to do. And I'm on a Virgin America billboard, which is a happy surprise, even though I knew that that could potentially happen because I had a camera being aimed at my face and it was a job that I was employed to do and that was a possibility of that job and where those photos would end up. So that's exciting that that happened recently this week. So, you know, yin and yang. You balance it out, the good and the bad, the good and the bad. Oh, Okay. Here we go. Here's a letter from somebody that I'm going to read that was written to me, Alexi, Big Sis. Dear Big Sis, confused and upset here, uh, here's the start of the big dramatic story that's about to unfold. 
I've had this male best friend for about eight years now. I met him when I was a junior in high school. He was the first guy I ever shared a bed with and spent serious time with. Every weekend, he would pick me up and we would do weekend activities like going to the beach, stay in bed and watch movies, go to the mall, movies, dinner, etc. After all of this time being spent, I started to develop feelings for this guy and he would send me signals that he was falling as well. Summers were like the weekends previously described, but on steroids. I met his family, even his grandmother, who's an Aquarius like me. Uh, by the way, the girl writing this letter to me, Alexi, I'm an Aquarius too. But back to the story. Even his grandmother participated in the, in the family barbecues. His entire family is Facebook friends with me. Facebook friends, including his grandmother, LOL. Here's the twist. One day, I was at his sister's house, and she says, you know my brother has a girlfriend, right? And I am like, what in the fuck are you talking about? Uh, and then the sister goes, yeah, her name is blank, which is a letter away from my middle name and just great. Anyway, so from, I don't know what that means. So from that day forward, I went Inspector Gadget on him just to see who this girl is put what she looks like, and why I knew nothing about her. But most importantly, to guard my heart. Come to find out, he's been going on trips to every state that she's lived in just to see her, but he's been not lying to me, but just not telling me about this. Truth omitting. It's called truth omitting. And who, wait, and anywho, one day he's over at my house and he shows me this video that he shot for his blog, and it's girl in it. I am fucking furious in my head. And I am like, in my head, I am like, dude, you just spent the night at my house and you show me this shit? So I didn't say one word to him after that video. I took his ass home and sped off. And he could barely get out of the car before I zoomed off. So I am heartbroken. I have not spoken to him in months. But this is not the end. Months pass. We start communicating again. And this time, it's even more serious than before. We're spending time plus oral sex. He says he's not in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. So I take a trip to D.C., and I just really believe it's in the stars for us to be together because guess what? He's in D.C. too on a business trip, but he stayed at my hotel during the days I was there on cloud freaking nine, man. I was on cloud freaking nine. LOL. We had sex around his birthday time, and till this day he knows the date and everything that's happened that night. Well, after sex, that lasted for a lifetime of sexual tension between us. I said, OMG, I had sex with another... Oh, wait. I said, OMG, I had sex with another girl's boyfriend. And he goes, don't say that. No, you didn't. So I'm like, what are you? What are you and her? If it's not a relationship, then it's nothing. And he goes, you're right. So I'm still on cloud nine, and we're all talking ussies, L-M-A-O. And I'm still spending time... And we're still spending time together. So he tells me he breaks up with the girl. So he tells me he breaks up with the girl, which was a red flag because I thought they weren't in a relationship. So he tells me the words that translated to me, it's okay to fall for him again, wholeheartedly. Uh, Wrong. The tag photos button was a new feature on Instagram then, so everyone was excited about that damn button. So I hit the tag photos on his profile and bam. It's the fucking holy grail of him with photos of her and her family all over my screen. And this is at the time we were seriously talking. 
So after that, I saved his name as Mr. Deadass Wrong in my phone. And I told him we could no longer be on that level. And he's all like, I'm sorry. I don't know why you feel this way. I never tell him stuff I end up finding out. So we've been friends since, but till this day, we talk every day. But he's flirting, and he reminds me every week that he knows me so well, which we both know each other in and out. We can talk about anything. We even tell each other when we're constipated. L-M-A-O. Gross. Anyway, here's the advice part. I still have feelings for this guy, and I feel like I've always been a second, I've always been a second option, and it kills me. And then, so what does he see in her but not in me questions pop into my head? And I do not like feeling like that, but it's the only situation I feel that way in. How do I remain friends with him without having feelings? I normally cut off guys, but I've tried that with him, and it never works. We end up communicating again, and I get over whatever the problem was that caused me to run away. How can I see pictures of them without getting upset because I fell for a guy who was never really available but who's my best friend? I want to be happy for the guy, but how? Help! I've been dealing with this for, for, for years, and I want an emotional out. I'm exhausted. Um, yes, I'm confused and upset. Listen, whoa, I'm exhausted myself. That was intense. Okay, listen, confused and upset. Here's what I think. I think that I'm confused. This guy said he was never boyfriend and girlfriend with that girl but you caught him lying to you kind of and you have feelings and he's not really your boyfriend and maybe maybe he's doing the exact same thing with you that he's doing with that other girl, you know? Maybe he's like being very intimate and loving and attentive and very boyfriend-esque with both of them, with you and the other girl. And so he kind of feels like, well, I'm not really doing anything wrong. She's not my girlfriend, so whatever. And you're not my girlfriend, so whatever. Like, And he's just like this charming guy who knows you really well. But here's the thing. You have to be clear with yourself. What do you want? Okay? And here's another thing. This is why girls know something is shady and weird when you ask a guy to be your boyfriend or when you have a yearning for him to ask you to be his girlfriend, but then he never does and you feel like... Or if a guy gives you a problem with the label thing, sometimes this is... I feel like this is a situation where the label and not having a label is kind of like a a red flag because it's like it's an opportunity for a guy to get off the hook and not assume any blame for leading a girl on or for taking any emotional responsibility for the situation. <sighs> this guy is bumming you out and you love him and you're addicted to him and he does know you really well and you have a lot of shared experiences, but I think the only way to get over this is just to take an actual break from the guy and really just, and you can ask him for that too. You don't have to just like stop calling him and just ignore him. Because I've done that before, you know, with guys where it's like, you don't want to tell him you're going to ignore them. You just want to ignore them so that they can be like, hey, where are you? What's going on? Like you could do that, but you love this guy and you know him and this is like a complicated situation that's not really working out in your favor because it's giving you a lot of emotional turmoil. But you can still be the adult and ask for, tell him what you're going to do. Just say, listen, I fell in love with you. I thought you, and I really care about you. And I thought you felt the exact same way I do, but I really don't think that you do because you're involved with some other girl and I feel like I'm second best and just, you know, I just feel like 
I feel like you're dicking me around. And I feel like I'm just not feeling good. And I don't want to hate you and I want to eventually be friends again, but I think I need to take a break from our friendship because I just need to, like, not keep getting sucked into having a crush on you and then feeling like, you know, I'm being dicked around. So tell them. Tell them that. Then you guys can have a conversation about it. But at the end of the conversation, you know, it'll be interesting to hear what he says, but at the end of the conversation, like, be true to your word to yourself and follow through with your promise. And, like, don't text. Don't call him. Don't email him. Don't tag him in photos. Don't, don't, you know, write to him on, don't like his photos on Instagram. Nothing. Just fucking cut him out. Do that for, like, a month. Try that for a week. Then do it, do it for two weeks. Then do it for three weeks. Then do it for four weeks. Then do it for another month. And just see how you feel. And, like, date, date other people. Flirt with other people. Stay really busy in your life. And, like, keep your eyes open. That's a thing for everybody. When you're broken up or when you think one person is everything to you, open your eyes because there's a lot of stuff you need to be doing for your, in your own life. Take all the attention, even though it's really hard. Imagine it's, like, like a physical thing and, like, you've got to grab this thing and turn it's the focus. You have to turn the light, this really heavy, 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 bright light. Turn it off of the dude so it's not facing the dude anymore and twist it, twist it, twist it, twist it so it shines on you. And you have to do that so you can focus on your life, your hopes, your goals, your dreams, your career, your friends, your happiness, and all the shit that, that, that serves you better or other things that, that will make your future really lovely you know what I mean and open your eyes the world is huge this could be a this is a blessing in disguise some guy on a plane told me that when I was crying about uh, about a breakup he was like you know and I'm not religious this is what the guy said he was like God has something better planned for you there's something better out there don't waste your tears feel free to cry but there's so many people out there I swear to you so many different people. You, you and I haven't even met, and you sent me an email. And I'm a stranger to you that you're aware of because of the internet or whatever. There are millions and gazillions, gazillions, gazillions of people out there. And somebody will, you know, fit you like a glove and that you'll be cozy with them. And you can find happiness. And, and you can find somebody. I know it. I'm going to promise you right now. In time... But focus on yourself and don't search for this, but just trust that it will happen, okay? In time, you will meet someone that you are as comfortable and happy and cozy with and taken by and in love with as you are with this current guy that you're upset with right now. You will meet somebody that you feel the same way about as you did, but the cool thing is that other person you find in the future, that guy, will feel the same way about you. And it's not going to happen tomorrow. But it could, but it probably won't. But down the road, if you just focus on your life and what brings you happiness, your friends and your family and life and traveling and things to do and books to read and movies to watch and family, just so many things. And, like, career, career, dreams, make your dreams come true. with stuff that has nothing to do with sex or making out or other guys and blah, blah, blah. Don't search for it. That's not, don't do it. Let it surprise you. And it will. It will find you. And it'll be somebody that's way more suited to you that you never possibly could have thought existed. 
way more suitably, suitable for you than this guy that you're upset with right now, okay? So just know that and tuck that in your pocket and, and have faith that that will, that will happen, okay? I hope that helps. Um, it would be really funny, funny if I, like, pick up that phone call right now and it's, like, another prank caller asking me if I like to get blowjobs right after I, like, give, like, heart self-advice, I feel like. Anyway, oh, God. Are you 619? Yeah. Uh-oh. Hello? Uh-oh. Is this a, a blowjob prank call? Absolutely not. Okay. Who are you? What's your name? Yeah. How old are you? Where are you calling from? Maurice, 46, from San Diego. Rory? Six. Like R-O-R-Y? Excuse me? Wait, did you say Rory? Maurice. Oh, Maurice. Maurice. Sorry, I got it totally, totally wrong. What's going on with you? Oh, nothing. Just calling to say how awesome you are. It's been a while since since I've listened to you, and I kind of found your boy crazy again, and just hearing hearing the the topics tonight because I'm going through that this week, as you know, just going through the long distance breakup with someone with daddy issues, <laughs> and you so are? He, hearing you. Hearing you talking about that, it just made me laugh, and it just made made me remember how much I used to love listening to your show because you give such good advice. Oh, and, thank you very much. Yeah, and I just not, and I'd forgotten about the daddy issues of this girl, and because it was, it was a um, about a two and a half year relationship, and the test I would have to to put up with, constantly being tested and tested and and challenged because she thought I wasn't going to stick around, and I'd forgotten about that until I heard you say that again. You know what? And that's a good reminder for me because I said that because I do that. I've got to take responsibility. I've done that with every single boyfriend, and, and including the one I just had, and it's so fucking unfair, and it sucks, and I feel so bad about it. And even having an awareness of it isn't, isn't always enough. Like, you know, you've got to remember that in the day-to-day life, but... uh. Yeah, so so what are you doing to make yourself feel better through the breakup? It just happened this week. What are you doing? Well, just getting back to to because it was you know almost a three year relationship, but just getting back to what I was doing before, <laughs> just getting back on track of starting a new business, getting back getting back in the art world, getting back to the seeing the bands I like to see, getting just is just getting back to being me again. It feels and, good and, though, doesn't it? That's, that's what I'm it, it, say. it feels like, good and it's so simple. It's just it is okay. So simple. You wake up in the morning and you do what you're supposed to do, and it just happens. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like because I was in. Well, you you said you were in a long distance relationship, also. Well, it, it turned. It, it was a in 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 town, but then she moved away because she had moved in with me, and that didn't work out too well. And she couldn't afford to stay in San Diego, so she had to move back home for a while. And the plan was for her to move back, but that's not happening. Well, the funny thing is, for me, one of my major things was, you know, I'm not even really wanting to live with anybody right now at all, but I did know yes. enough that I love this guy enough to know that 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 uh, I eventually wanted I wanted it enough to, like, open myself up to the possibility of living with someone in the future. But uh, my thing was that I I was so sick of having, even, there, even though it was fun, I was so sick of only having a holiday romance like we'd hang out for a week or or two weeks or three days a month you know it always always be different but sometimes we'd only see each other three days a month and we'd live in this holiday bubble where we drink and we'd have fun and but but I wanted to like take it to a new level where 
I wanted to see, I wanted the holiday relationship to merge with the, with real life. You know what I mean? Right. So it's and kind of bizarre because, you know, yeah, go on. Nope. Say the same thing, but that was with knowing because we had moved when she, when she was going to move back was going to be the holiday season. So in December she was supposed to move back. So even though I didn't have the time with her I wanted, I knew she was coming back soon. And then, like you, I really didn't want to be living with anybody, so I wasn't too happy about that. But I had to do what I had to do to be close to this person. And yeah, my thing is, yeah, not, 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 not that it's tit for tat. Now we're, like, going back and forth. But, uh, but my thing was, I don't want to live with anybody right now, but at least I feel like with this guy, just to be clear, because this is so huge for me because I, I was so good at being single because prior to him I was, you know, I've, you know, I've always been excited about life and love people watching and been a very boy-crazy human being and just, like, people crazy and love dating and whatever and having fun. But I'd never met anybody where I'm like, wow, we, we can travel well together. I can be in a one-bedroom apartment with him for 10 days or two weeks or in a hotel room for a long time, and we coexist really well. So that, that for me, was like a miracle. So um, anyway, what, what the hell was my point of my whole thing? Oh, well, I don't know if you have anything more to add, but I was going to go on another spiral of, uh, of, of things I've learned from breaking up. But did you want to okay, add any more I, other I, stuff? Yeah, just another quick thing, because what, why I chose to call, because you hit on another topic, because during this point – a, a few weeks ago, I had met another girl at the bar through mutual friends, and we see each other quite often. We hit it off really well. Was never flirty with her, never asked her out, was never inappropriate, but we just hit it off really well. And she made it known that she was interested in me. But I, I thought everyone knew I had a girlfriend. So it turns out the week before, she came, she came up to me kind of angry, you didn't tell me you had a girlfriend. I'm like, well, I didn't think it was necessary. There was no reason to let you know I had a girlfriend, but I thought everyone knew I wasn't hiding anything. And she was just kind of really angry and really annoyed with me. And when I was telling my um, my cousin this story, and she, when I told my cousin about the breakup, she goes, oh, well, now you can go out with that girl. And I'm like, no way, because that was a red flag. And how you were bringing up the red flags with the previous caller, with the girl who got upset with him. If she's getting mad because I didn't tell her I had a girlfriend when I wasn't trying to hit on her. It's funny, yeah, that's such a weird thing, too, because it's like you don't know when to tell somebody. It's like it's such a fine line of, like, you don't want to come out of the gate with, I have a girlfriend, because that's so rude, because it assumes that the other person is, like, madly in love with you, because you don't even know if they even like you, so you don't want to tell them immediately that you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend. But, yeah, it's just a tough situation to be in. But, yeah, now she showed you her true colors because she got all weird and nutty too soon. So, well, now you're single, and you're not going to date that kook, so at least just enjoy being single. You're all good. Exactly, and just, yeah, it's exciting because I'm just going to live my life, and it always gets easier, too, because I hear the young people calling in and they're devastated with breakups. You're going to be doing it all your life, and it gets easier. Yeah. You learn. There's always someone better. You learn from the last relationship. Oh, so, well, anyway, I just wanted to call in. Yeah. All right, I well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for calling in. Well, I wanted to say just in case my ex-boyfriend is listening, and I doubt that he is, but he should be if he loves me. But whatever, that's neither here nor there, but he probably is. Um, all right. I don't think there's somebody better. I hope to meet somebody. I hope it's him in the future, and one day he'll change his mind and he's ready to move to Los Angeles, and everything will happen the way it needs to happen with him and whatever, and the timing will be perfect. If not, though, I hope to meet somebody as good as he is 
uh, and, and, I'm, and that I'm capable of loving and being as passionate and as excited about somebody as I am about him, even now that we've been broken up for two weeks or a week or whatever the fuck is going on. And here's what I've also noticed. Here's something. There are two little things I want to talk about uh, about breakups. Here's something that, that if you're just getting out of a relationship, you should think about is try to carry that confidence you have while you're in a relationship. It's hard to do, but try to carry it into your single life. That's the scariest thing. Because that's why so many people get new girlfriends or boyfriends while they're still in, you know, why they overlap. Because you kind of have that confidence from being loved and you're in a relationship and you have the safety of that. And then you, and then somebody else is attracted to it and then you kind of just like go, oh, see ya. And you go on to the new thing and you never had to exist in between. Because it's hard when you have a relationship and you got the confidence and you break up, then you got that transitional period where you're like, oh, God, what happened? Oh, no. And you're like mourning the death of this experience and this love. And then you lose that confidence and you got to find it again. So if you can, and that's what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to carry the confidence that I gained from the relationship of feeling loved and wanted and sexual and sexy and cool and badass spoken for and, you know, like I had a place in this world with my partner, like all that shit that makes you feel all badass and you're in a cool relationship. I'm trying to carry that with me and not be like, well, that doesn't exist anymore because we're technically not together. You know what I mean? And also a new thing too. Now everybody knows, well, not everybody, but uh, whatever. If you're listening to this show, chances are you know that I have a website called I'mboycrazy.com and whatever. Um, And I have this like, persona or this idea or this way I used to live my life kind of where I was like a wild child and making out with tons of boys or I love to date and I've had sex with lots of people under 100 but I've had lots of sex with people or whatever um and I'm not regretful of that I'm happy I was like that because you know if and when I get married in the future or whatever uh, because I actually like being in a monogamous relationship and being in a monogamous relationship recently was like awesome I love it I don't want to be out of it I would like to still be in a relationship it was but, uh, but I'm not so whatever um, what I was going to say was I'm going to try it a new way. Now I feel like I've been treated very well by a great man. It's not working for whatever reasons, it's, which is just a long-distance situation, which is fine. I'm going to be an adult about it. But I'm going to try it a new way, being single. And I don't need another person. I don't need to rush out and make out with a guy to solidify the fact that I'm single now. I don't need to do that. I don't need to prove anything. And this is something for girls to listen to because I feel like we all, as girls, have a habit of that. Like, well, I'm single. I'm going to make out with someone so I can really let them know. I'm going to have sex with a guy so I can really let them know, you know, that, that my ex is not winning. You know, I'm out there. I'm desirable. Fuck it. I know I'm desirable. So I'm trying this, I'm trying this a new way. And I'm going to, instead of being getting, away, getting myself away so easily, uh, I'm going to be it. I'm gonna be. I want to be like a James Bond girl. I mean, that's a bad example. I want to be a female who uses sexuality as a weapon, and not in a bad way. I want to own my sexuality, feel sexy, feel confident, look cute, go out in the world. But not doesn't mean I have to fucking make out with with men that might be attractive to me. That maybe I think I want to. I want to simmer, simmer in the sexuality that exists, but not give myself away freely at all. And the next person I date will be because. I'm really fascinated by them and, and, and I'm taken with them and it's somebody I'm really excited and interested in because, yeah, I've learned a lot this relationship and hopefully you've learned a lot in your last relationship. Let's all try this in a new cool way. Anyway, 
Sebastian. Thanks very much for tuning into Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Alexi Wasser. And, uh, yeah, you know what? I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you. network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon's 6 gigs for $60? 
30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for 100 bucks from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40. And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716-721818. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.